It's time to go grab a ruler because it's time to see how we measure up. This should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Welcome in to another episode of the BA $100,000 Haircutter Podcast. My name is Ivan Zoot, and I am very, very happy to have you joining me here for this episode and continuing our conversations together. This is season number five, episode number five in this continuing conversation. And we're going to talk today about measuring up. You know, I spent a few minutes around the house getting ready for this podcast, rounding up rulers. And I found quite a few. You might find quite a few in your home. I found a steel tape measure. I have one in my office that I use for measuring packages for shipping. I've got one in my toolbox in the garage. I found a folding wooden carpenter's ruler that had been my dad's. There's a fabric dressmaking measuring tape in our sewing kit in the upstairs closet. And in the desk in the office, there was a clear translucent plastic ruler that probably came from a kid's school kit. There was a wooden ruler with a metal edge in it. And there was a plastic ruler that was a souvenir uh, from the Abraham Lincoln Museum in Springfield, Illinois, with pictures of little presidents on it. I even found one of those triangular-shaped, three-sided architecture scale rulers. All different kinds of rulers for all different kinds of measuring. Different rulers for measuring different things. But what was common about all these rulers was that on every ruler, an inch was an inch. And it was the exact same inch. They all measured up exactly the same. And while we measure different things in different ways, and we even use different rulers, an inch, well, it's always going to be an inch. And measuring is about accuracy. It's about knowing where we are. It's about trying to understand how we got there. And it's about understanding how we can move forward from where we find ourselves when we take a moment and measure. In this episode of the podcast, I want to talk a little bit about measuring. If you've hung out with me a little bit here on the podcast, on a video or in a class or part of my $100,000 Haircutter Academy, you know I love tracking measuring, counting, assessing, understanding, and then taking action based on what we get from those measurements, the information the measurements reveal. We talked about SMART goals, S-M-A-R-T, when goal setting, and if you'll remember the letters S-M-A-R-T stand for specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound, that M, measurable, that's where the ruler comes in. So let's talk a little bit about the what, the how, the when, the why, the details surrounding measuring. First of all, why do we measure? One of my simple answers to that question is, we measure to know if what we're doing is working. We're putting in the time, we're putting in the effort, we've got goals, how's it going? Should we continue doing what we're doing? Measuring will let us know, hey, we are moving forward. The numbers are changing in a favorable direction. We'll keep doing what we're doing and we'll keep measuring. 
Should we do something else? Hey, the numbers aren't moving. This isn't working. Perhaps we need to keep doing what we're doing and it will work. Or perhaps it's time to just do something else. Measurement is a form of feedback on our efforts. I'm putting in the time. I'm putting in the energy. Let's see what we're going to get for what we put in. Now, on a short side note tied to measuring, when we talk about measuring, I think it's important to ask ourselves, are we measuring against a standard or benchmark? Are we measuring against a goal that is universal and shared within our profession or shared within our geography, shared within our community, shared within our culture? Is there a benchmark, that standard we're shooting for? And I talk a lot about benchmarks in a lot of my tracking when we talk about things like rates of occupancy that should be standard at any level of the business and we measure to those benchmark standards. But there's also measuring against oneself. Again, me against me. Ivan against Ivan. How did Ivan do in this period of time compared to how did Ivan do in a previous period of time where we can fairly measure one against the other? Not giving any consideration to an industry standard or universal benchmark. Just me against me. Both are good. Both are powerful. And both are important in the right places to understand are we measuring against a benchmark or are we measuring against ourself? One other concept I always like to add into the conversation of measuring is the idea of to know your numbers is to grow your numbers. And the second expression I tie into that all the time is that which gets measured gets improved. I'll share those two again. To know your numbers is to grow your numbers and that which gets measured gets improved. What those mean are to know your numbers is to grow your numbers, meaning the process of tracking, of accumulating the statistics, of doing the calculations and of examining the numbers. To know your numbers is to grow your numbers causes you to have an awareness of the numbers and that awareness of the numbers will encourage the actions that move those numbers in the proper direction. To know your numbers is to grow your numbers. That which gets measured gets improved. You'll find that the numbers that you track generally are the numbers that grow and get better. The numbers that improve or decrease if you're looking to do less of something. That which gets measured gets improved. To know your numbers is to grow your numbers. The simple act of focus will cause those numbers to move in their desired directions. Why do we measure? To determine the effectiveness of our actions and to help us plan for new, different, or better actions. How do we measure? Well, I think that depends on what it is that we're measuring. What are we trying to measure? A couple of popular ways of measuring are manual tracking, and digital systems. I'm old school. I've always loved manual tracking. Manual tracking, like it sounds, is paper and pencil. Keeping track of the numbers on paper, writing the numbers down, posting the numbers to a chart, or putting a dot on a graph, manually accumulating those numbers. There's a lot of pleasure, I find, and a lot of satisfaction in the work of doing the numbers manually. 
Now, if your organization is larger, if you're managing more people, if the numbers become unwieldy, you may really enjoy digital systems. If you have a digital point of sale system, if you use an online appointment booking system or a booking app that calculates, aggregates, and generates these numbers automatically where you simply click on a reports button and run a report, or you click on a reports tab and you look at a report that is being aggregated, collected, calculated in real time so that anytime you click the button, boom, there it is. People can grow very comfortable and very appreciative of systems that track in such an automatic way. Either way, whether it be digital systems or whether it be manual, how we accumulate those numbers is very important. And it can depend on what it is that we are measuring, what statistics, what aspects of our business. When do we measure? Well, I think it's important that we measure at a few times. I think it's important that we measure at the beginning and the ending, which by the way, can be the same thing. The beginning of one month is the ending of the previous month. The end of this month is the beginning of next month. So if you're tracking monthly, add it up to the end of the month, and maybe we start over from zero. If we're tracking annually, every month we may look at the numbers, but they continue to aggregate month to month to month. Sometimes I think it's very powerfully valuable to track in the middle of something. If you have a one month goal, maybe assessing those numbers on a weekly basis so that tuning and tweaking to your actions in pursuit of your goals can be done in an effective manner. Beginning, middle, end, or in the case of longer term measurement projects like annual projects, periodically. That may be every two weeks, first of the month, quarterly, at consistent periodic intervals. And I'm a visual guy. I just love to see these things posted to a graph or a chart because you can really see where the hockey stick bends up or where the cliff falls off, where the numbers take substantial change over periods of time. And the next thing I want to talk about is what do we measure? And the answer to that is, well, it depends on what it is we want to know. And we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and explore that. Just a quick reminder, this week and every week, the podcast is brought to you by my website, haircutcombs.com. Celebrating the transformative power of haircuts. Celebrating in our haircut gallery. Celebrating with artist profiles of professionals creating great haircuts every single day. And celebrating by adding to our collection of the combs that make all those haircuts possible. Take a moment out of your day. Pop by and visit haircutcombs.com. There's a link in the podcast descriptions. Thank you so much for tuning in. And let's get back to the podcast. In this segment of the podcast, in our continuing conversation of measuring up, I want to take a few moments and talk about what it is that we measure and why what we measure matters and what it tells us. I think we measure to answer questions. So I think if we ask the questions, the questions will reveal what we measure in order to get the answers. Here's a few examples, not a complete list, but a great place to start. Is my marketing working? 
That's a great question. If you're spending money, if you've got a budget, if you're investing time or effort or energy in any way, shape or form into marketing, is it working? Am I getting bang for my buck? Are my marketing efforts producing results? We got to measure. What do we measure? New client traffic. Are we getting new butts in seats? New client traffic will be the answer to the question, is my marketing, are my marketing activities working? What about the question, how's the quality of our experience, of my experience? Not the technical quality of the haircut, but the overall quality of the experience from booking an appointment to paying and leaving our establishment, how's that going? How do we know? What do we measure? That's your rebook rate. Rebook rate is what percentage of your customers book their next appointment today before they leave the building. Your rebook rate is one of, one of the absolute best measurements of customer satisfaction with the experience. Bottom line, if they're thrilled, they will rebook. If they're iffy in any way, shape or form, yeah, I'll give you a call. That tells you something right there. What about our selling skills, our selling efforts, our general uh, effort to fill our chair, that's sales, or our efforts to sell add-on surfaces or to sell products. Those are sales numbers. We measure the dollars. What does our product number look like for the day, for the week, for the month, and year to date, and how does it compare to last year? Great way to measure sales efforts is with sales results. Here's an interesting one. How do we score? How do we rank in the area of trustworthiness? Do our clients believe us? Do our clients trust us? Do our clients have faith in the things we say and the things we tell them? I think one of the best indicators of trustworthiness is product sales. Because there's an awful lot of skepticism. There's an awful lot of uncertainty. There's an awful lot of questioning when it comes to the effectiveness of the products we offer. Clients have been deceived. Clients have bought products that didn't work. Clients have been disappointed. But if they trust you, if they believe you, and you suggest and recommend professional take-home hair care product, they will try. They will buy. And I think your trustworthiness can be measured with your product sales numbers. If you're getting those sales, people trust you. People believe you. Here's another interesting one. We're digging deep into some obscure ones, but they really go a long way to telling us about what goes on at our chair and in our business. What about our dependability? Can people count on us? Can people rely on us? Do people know that we're going to do what we say we're going to do, that we say what we're going to do, and then we're going to back it up with solid action? Dependability, consistency. You know what? That's rate of occupancy. At the bottom line, that is, aren't we filling up? Are people who come coming back? Are people who trust us giving us the next chance to do so? Your rate of occupancy should be growing as you build your business. And punctuality, being on time, dependability, being there when you say you will, consistently working your schedule and serving clients in a consistent manner will all be reflected in your rate of occupancy. Flip side of that, of course, is the people that play with their schedule, 
the people that can't be relied on to be there the hours they say they're posted, the people that leave early, the people that come in late, it's reflected in their rate of occupancy. Lastly, we'll talk about what I call the ability to retain. Are people happy enough to come back? We talked about our rebook rate, that is people booking before they leave. But in general, our ability to retain clients long-term. If you followed me in statistic and tracking conversations in the past, you know RRR, R to the third power, or what we call repeat request rate. The percentage of the customers who sit in our chair, who have sat in our chair before. That is our repeat request rate. Are people coming back? I think that's one of the most important measurements we could ever hope to measure. Let's take one final break and let's wrap things up. So how do you feel about this measuring conversation? Does it get you interested? Does it get you excited? Are the juices flowing? Are the gears turning? You would be a perfect candidate for a spot in the $100,000 Haircutter Academy. The monthly support program, educational system, and online academy program that helps ordinary beauty and barber professionals step it up and elevate themselves and their careers to that of $100,000 haircutters. Learn a whole lot more about it with the link in the podcast description. So sign up today, join me in the academy, and let me help you measure up in bigger and better numbers than you ever imagined. Let's wrap up the podcast with my final thoughts. Well, at the beginning of the podcast, we talked about those various rulers that I found in my house. But I think if you're looking to measure up in a big way, you understand it won't happen with a ruler or tape measure. This kind of measuring happens with a calculator and a pencil. This kind of measuring is all about assessing numbers. If this is an exciting conversation for you, I'd love to continue having this conversation with you, whether it be in the comments, notes on the podcast, private conversations one-on-one, or in, as I mentioned in the little ad break, the $100,000 Haircutter Academy. To know your numbers is to grow your numbers, and that which gets measured gets improved. The sooner you start measuring, the sooner those numbers will be on their way up and will be growing. And it's so very important, I'll leave you with this last thought, it's so very important that your numbers be top of mind, that you know your numbers stone cold sober in an instant. If you run into me at a show on the trade show floor, if I see you in the lobby of the hotel, if I see you at baggage claim at the airport and we say hello and we get into a short conversation, there's a really good chance I'm going to ask you about your numbers. And if I look you in the eye and say, hey, what was your rate of occupancy last week? You should be able to quote that rate of occupancy on the spot to the second digital place without having to look it up. Because if you know your numbers, you will grow your numbers. Make them top of mind, they'll be top of priority, and your numbers, little by little, will move all the way up to the top. Thank you so much for joining me for the podcast. This was season number five, episode number five, and a conversation about measuring up. I know you can measure up. I know you can measure up big, and I look forward to helping you do just that. Have a wonderful week. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you again next time on the BA $100,000 Haircutter Podcast. I'm Ivan Zoot. Have a great week.